Hi, everyone. Welcome to the new edition of the Do It With Rio podcast. I'm really excited today to invite Suzanne onto the show. Suzanne is the COO of Picture Eats. I approached her a few weeks ago and she suggested a really interesting topic. Um, how do our, how are our identities uh, affected by our work? And do we base our identities on our jobs and our roles and, and our companies? It's really interesting because once you minus the time that you spend sleeping, you actually end up spending more time with your colleagues and, and in your office than you do with your family and, and friends. And, and, and your, I think your identity, identity can be really impacted by that. I, for one, you know, I've worked in companies with very strong cultures, uh, specifically a few companies ago when I worked at iFlix. Um, it had a very, very strong culture and it had a very strong impact on my personality and identity. I kind of stopped being John. And when I was in the office, I was kind of iFlix John or iFlix recruiter John. Have, have you experienced the same thing, Suzanne? Have you become the picture eats girl or are you still just Suzanne? Yeah, definitely. Um, when when I suggested this topic, it's also because it's something that I, I am discovering in myself this year as well. <laughs> so I've been in Picha since uh, my final semester in university. So it's mm. been like my whole 20s. So especially right now, um, in the past few months working from home, that's that's just a lot of extra time from the driving and all that to, to think about yeah. things. And as I was reflecting on my whole 20s, my whole 20s was... I. My whole 20s was Picha, right? Even before Picha, it was uh, with the community building up to Picha. Mm. So um, in the last six years, we have been known as the Picha girls. So sometimes when people see us, they don't even call our name. They call me like, <laughs> hey, Picha, like Miss Picha or something like that. And, and that is like across everything, right? Like from, from how we spend our time. Um, again, because of working from home, I managed to have a bit of personal time but before that yeah. just really looking back in the past six years i think i don't want to go back there seriously <laughs> like the, the the way we the way i used to fill out the whole of my life with just picha um, um it, it was very important at the beginning of a business but i mean at this stage a bit in my later 20s um i i would want something more balanced so when i look back it it was really eat brief sleep work um and 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 that also include you know i'm only wearing the picha shirt like wherever yeah. i go monday to sunday i'm in my picha shirt till my parents are like can you have another shirt but but it, it's really the whole i would say it's really the whole of my identity and i didn't realize how i didn't realize how anchored my identity is in my work until this year like until this year when you know because of the pandemic because of like the stress things things were tough at work like we went through a very rough patch in the first five months of uh, this year like in picha from january to mm. june oh, yeah, around may june yeah around from january to around may june it was really rough at work and because it was so rough at work i realized that when my when my job uh, is falling apart when my work is falling apart i as a person fell apart very badly like it was really bad so when it happened um you know i i Thank, I think I'm very thankful for a very good support system. Like my parents, my friends, they were telling me like, oh, you know, this is like a growing curve. Um, your, your work is falling apart, but you are still you, right? And I think throughout that period of time, I really, I really started thinking and changing my perspective that 
for example, if uh, certain things is required of me at work that that is really beyond my comfort zone. For example, as a person, um, I'm I'm in marketing right in the past five years. So as a person, I'm someone I I am someone who is um actually very introverted. I can be extra. I can I can you know talk and socialize, but inside I am very introverted, and I'm also someone who avoids conflict generally as a person. Like growing up, I avoid conflict. I am very uncomfortable with confrontation, yeah. but that is what we I need to do at work, right? So when there are conflicts at work and I need to do it, it really it is very tough for me. It takes up a lot of energy, but I have to do it. So so when I feel like I'm not doing that well, for example, when uh, so this is exactly what happened this year. Um, so exactly what happened this year is I'm handling a few like conflicts at work, and I think I did a really shitty job. I think I really didn't do well, and it eats me up so much that oh I'm so, it, it eats me up so much that I'm like oh I'm so terrible, I'm a terrible person. I can't make peace between people. Like I'm terrible, and 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 when it eats me up so much, I just like woke up and tell myself, you know what, I I have to draw a very um. A very healthy boundary that yes, I am not a good conflict manager. I'm not a good conflict manager now, but I can grow. But yeah. I have to remind myself, I'm still a good friend. I'm still a good daughter, right? I'm still yeah. a good, um, good co-founder to have, for example. So I have to. It's it's it's. You have to be very <laughs> conscious and like. For me, I had to keep telling myself, you know, this is, because, I was also thinking in a way where. For example, if I pass away, because this this whole pandemic, we see so many people just passing away. So I was thinking, when I pass away, people don't go to my funeral and like Suzanne was a great conflict manager. They don't say that. They say Suzanne was there when I needed her. Suzanne was a good friend, right? So when all these perspectives came about, I'm like, you know what? Uh, work, work, work made out such a huge part of my identity. In fact, I would say the whole of my identity, like a hundred percent. So yeah. every single thing that happened at work makes me feel things personally. Like, oh, I'm I'm not such a great person. But my friends say I'm a great person. So you you get what I mean. So 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 yeah. So I think it, sometimes it takes a it takes a shock or, or something different happening to make you yeah. realize these things. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I think the pan the pandemic has done it to a lot of people, um, but 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 also there's there's other events that just sometimes just wake you up and make you yes. realize or make you confront certain certain things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, I, obviously, I'm very familiar with Picture Eats and and yourself. I think in many companies I've worked for, we've used yeah. Picture Eats, and I, I guess I didn't even think about it until now. But I guess I, I, I'm guessing a lot of your customers and revenue comes from corporate events and and office, in office events. So I imagine it is a tough time for, for, for you guys. But for those of yeah. for those of our audience that aren't so familiar with you, are you okay to give a, a quick uh, kind of background about yeah. Picture Eats and what you guys are doing? Sure, sure, sure. So uh, I'm one of the co-founders at Picture Eats. What we do is we run a food business mm. where we have buffet catering, used to be for corporates, uh, right now waiting for it to come back. We also, do buf uh, we also do food deliveries for family celebrations at home. We have frozen meal mm. subscription uh, called Dink, where you can you know, just reheat your food and eat it yeah. anytime. So basically, we are a food business, but all of our chefs are actually refugees from uh, different countries like Syria, Gaza, uh, Pakistan, mm. Iraq, 
and so on who are currently seeking for refuge here in Malaysia. So this is something that has been uh, started in 2016 where we realised that refugees in Malaysia struggle so much financially and we, we are like, Malaysians love food, right? So why not we get them to cook their meals and then we try to sell it for them and help them earn an income from there. So it's been uh, it's been around for six years. So it's it's been great. Like even though I realised that I eat sleep you know, I eat, sleep, breathe, picture. I, I really think it is worth it. It's just yeah. a different season in life where I find more balance. But I think the last six years that I have poured in my entire life to this and to bring Picha to to um, a more stable stage right now, it is really worth it. And to create something that in the beginning people told us is impossible. Like when we first started, uh, I was only 23. People were telling us, you guys are too young. You, you guys are three young girls trying to, you know, do this thing that no one has done it before. Just don't do it. Like, it, it won't happen. Why would people buy food from refugees? You will get attacked for helping refugees. There's all these, like, naysayers going around. Yeah. But, but I really think that um, to be able to, to build a brand of where we are right now, it was really worth that, that 100%, no, 500% commitment. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think it's I think there's a big difference when you when you work for a your a normal company and you kind of base your identity around that company. That's that's one thing, but when you're working for a company that does have a, a very worthy cause, oh. um, mm. it's it's based and creating a, an identity around that is is slightly different to the first one. Um, yeah, but but, but also, I think everyone creates different identities right and different personalities. I think. Everyone can kind of think, well, I act this way with my parents. I act this way with my friends. I act this way with my colleagues. But even with some friends, right? I've got, I've got friends who are very strong personalities and strong yeah. leaders. And when I'm with them, I, I kind of take a more submissive kind of identity. But then I've got other, other friends who are quite quiet and introverted. And in that case, I take the, I, I, I take the, the kind of leadership role and, and, and the extrovert role. And, and, and I've got with different friends, I have different identities. Um, but then I've got my my work identity as well. But do you, do, you, do you think there's do you think there's a difference between these identities that we adopt for our social life and just to make our social life more easy, and those identities that we adopt for for work life, which are essentially there to help us do better in our, in our careers, help us mm. get forward? It's, it's it's kind of not quite the same as the the social identities that we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Um, generally, definitely, we <clears throat> we have to adapt for different social settings. Um, it is, I mean, it is very, <clears throat> um, it is it is required of everyone to behave differently at different settings. But there there is a book that I read. Um, I think back in 2017 or 2018 uh, by the CEO of Starbucks. Um, he talks about how you know we we always like to say that we we wear multiple hats. Right, we wear multiple hats at different settings. But he shared about how I hope I remember it correctly, but it, it impacted me quite a lot. He talks about how you actually don't change your hats. You wear the same hat where your values, your identity, and your core is the same, but you behave differently at different settings. But your 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 values, your beliefs, who you are as a person should be the same. Um, because yeah. if not, it will eat you up inside, right? If I am someone for example, if I'm someone super forgiving and like uh, super forgiving and accepting with my friends and at work, um, at work, if I'm someone very strict, it doesn't mean that I am not accepting as a person. Like I can be very strict about work, but I'm still very accepting as a person, uh, as 
for, from a person-to-person -person point of view. So I think what I really struggled in the beginning when I was like 23, 24 is that my, my concept of, of a leader is someone very like stern and strict which is a complete opposite of my personality. So in, in my earlier years, I, when I am chosen to become a leader, I always pretend to be very strict, which <laughs> kills me inside. And, and when I pretend to be very, be very strict, I go to the extreme. So I've, yeah. I become very cold, uh, detached, and I'm just like very work-based, like get this done, get this done, get this done. Because I thought that as a leader, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to get things done. But... but um, but it was tough because it's not the real me. It's tough for me. It's tough for my team because I wasn't building relationship. I was just thinking that if I start building a relationship, I'll become too nice and they will bully me and things like that. So it was a very funny struggle. But I think eventually it's just through trial and error experience. Yeah. And I think like around 2019, 2020, I, I, I uh, kind of like understood that it's not about being strict. I can still be myself, but it's about, uh, you know, in different methods, there's different leader and this, there's different yeah. way to get things done. So, so it's, a, it's a learning process. It's quite uh, interesting. But I do think that uh, a lot of us, in, in myself included, we try to be a different person at different places, um, which can be very tough at times because you will feel like, oh, I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. Is this imposter syndrome? Um, am I fake, right? But I think ultimately behaving differently in a social setting is, is, is normal. This is something that is actually required of us as humans. Yeah. Like you, can't, you can't behave how you behave in a club when you are in like a, um, in like a musical theatre, right? It's just, it just doesn't make sense. So I think those are fine. But if, if you feel like you are struggling or you feel fake, I think it's good to look inside and see if your, that value and the core and the way you treat people is still the same. So yeah. the core is the same. You treat people with respect kindly but you speak differently like you you might speak in a very like silly way with your friends and you speak professionally with your clients and and that's that that is how we have to yeah. we have to behave and as people and it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's it's funny you mentioned about the when you first became a leader you had this idea of leaders having to be stern yeah as, <laughs> as, as, as a recruiter i find that's very similar with interviewers so often mm -hmm. I'm dealing with interviewers who have have not got much experience being an interviewer. Uh, it's maybe their first time interviewing, yeah. and and they do the same thing. They they have this yes. idea in their head of what an interviewer should be like, which is normally quite stern, quite tough, yeah. and in some cases a, a little bit of a bully because that's in 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 their past yeah. when they've been interviewed, they felt as if they're being bullied and interrogated. So that's what they do, and you yeah. have to yeah. train. <laughs> not necessarily on interview technique and things like this and, and asking the right questions, but just on being themselves. Instead of trying yes. to be this tough, bullying interviewer, just be, just be yourself and, and relax and, and, and enjoy it. And, but it's because they've got this idea that I'm going into this environment, therefore I have to act like this. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it, it can really impact and ruin interviews and relationships with, with candidates. Um, but I, I mean, I, I always feel with those personal identities and, and, and the work identities, for the personal identities, you never really get criticized, right? You, you, pe people might say bad things about you, but you don't often get criticized for your personality, for your identity. Whereas at work, when your performance is being measured, when your relationship building is being measured, when your leadership skills are being measured, that's when those identities 
can be start to be criticized by people and people can mm. tell you you're not doing this correctly but have you have you have you ever been in that situation where you felt your identity was being attacked or not necessarily attacked <laughs> but you were getting feedback on 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 your identity that that you had to action yeah yeah definitely um be, before this it was about how um i have to you know um i have to have more conversations with the team because I mean I, I can do talks and all that but as a person I'm I just recently did like a personality profiling and my extroversion is to the extreme poor like I am extremely extremely introverted um so so it, it takes a lot of my energy like if I can avoid talking to people I try my best so uh we, which comes as a shock to many people because I don't look like that so I think in the beginning, like 2018, uh, Kim, my co-founder Kim, have to always tell me, Suzanne, you are a leader. You have to. I'm like, I don't want to. And she's like, you have no choice. I'm like, I don't want to. So um, things like that, like leading people, managing people, um, coaching people are things that I really don't want to do, but uh, I have to do. And then I learn to enjoy it. Oh, I, my mindset is that I don't like to be forced to do things. If I know that it's something that I have to do no matter what, I will change my mindset and and try to find ways to enjoy mm. it. So because I think I don't want to do it in a bitter way, like, oh, Tim forced me yeah. to do. I want to do it because <laughs> I know the importance. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, as I was sharing this year, uh, I, 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 I was put in a position where I have to manage many, many conflicts. Um, yeah. I hated it. <laughs> right. So, so I really didn't, I, I, can, I can say transparently that I didn't do a good job. Because all these years, uh, I'm not the one handling conflicts and I uh, avoid. So I always like, okay, Kim, you do it. Celine, you do it. I avoid it. But this year, I, I have to do it. <clears throat> and when I was handling those conflicts, uh, I, I think that um, I am really, it's, I, I'm really weak at that. So that's like a huge area of growth that I need to work on, which I acknowledge and I, I am working on it. But Am I being attacked? Yes, there were feedbacks. Like you didn't, you like team would come to me and say, Suzanne, I think you didn't handle this well. And I think uh, what, what you did actually created like more consequences and things yeah. like that, which, yeah. which was hard to take in, right? It's like, oh, like, but I don't want to do it too. It was hard to take in, but I think <clears throat> it's, it's a good area of growth. And as you mentioned just now, like we don't get criticized personally. I think we still do, but as friends, you can choose to walk away. Like your friends can leave you, I can leave my friends. But in a yeah. work setting, you can't just like, I don't like that guy, resign. You can't do that. You have to learn to work with different people. Um, and I think that's, that is not bad as well. Because if, if let's say in Picha I hire, I mean, you are a recruiter, you, you, you also know this, right? We can't hire everyone who works happily together because it means that it's not a diverse group. It's always good to have like different voices, someone who is very critical, someone who is very creative. And when they come together, definitely they'll be crashes because the creative person will come up with all these like bombastic idea when the critical one will be like, no, that doesn't work, right? So I think that that is the beauty of it. And the role of us as leaders is really how to facilitate that and for everyone to see like the common goal that even though your views are different, our objective and our mission is the same. And we are giving out our different views to reach that same goal. So it's, it's, a, it's a growing process. And I would say uh, to answer your question, uh, yes, but I think in a work setting, that is where we should see it positively if we, are, we, we get feedback or if we are being criticized, right, that we can grow in certain way. Mm. Um, which is what I mentioned about the, <clears throat> the healthy boundary between, you know, work and your identity. So, for example, someone come to me and say, 
you are really terrible in managing conflict. I have to, I have to compartmentalize that as I am bad in managing conflict, full stop. I am not bad as a person. Yeah. So I yeah. have to keep reminding myself then, okay, I'm bad in managing conflict. Okay, I'll, I'll work on this. So I, I watch TED Talks, YouTube video, read books, work on managing conflicts. And then, and then it becomes part of my skill. And then something else will come along the way, right? The, the, maybe next year someone will come to me and like, uh, you, you are really terrible in like doing finance, for example. Because I mean, I can't do everything. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so basically that's, that's, that's my thought around it. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting because I've, I've been in companies where I, I didn't naturally fit in. Um, actually, maybe not companies, maybe roles. Um, I, okay. I'm, I, like yourself, I'm, I'm naturally introverted. I, I'm very introverted in my, in my early 20s. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't talk to people. I stuttered and my, and my hands would tremble when I talked to people. And at some point, I realized that my career was going to go nowhere. And so I knew I had to change myself. Yeah. And that's when I started forcing myself into more uncomfortable situations and situations out of my comfort zone, even even just taking a sales job just because mm -hmm. I wanted to push myself to talk to people and things like this. And uh, everything evolved from there and I got into recruitment. But I still find um, it's not natural, as I think mm. you've mentioned yourself. Uh, uh, when I'm talking to people all day, all day long, I need to spend that time to shut off. My, yeah. It drives my wife crazy. Sometimes I just have to say, sorry, I've, I need to go in the bedroom, shut the door and not talk to anybody because I, 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 that's, my, that's my natural state. Um, <laughs> and, and often I find that I, I've got this created identity for, for what? This extrovert mm -hmm. identity, uh, this kind of recruiter slash talent acquisition identity. Um, but keeping up that identity can be more exhausting than the actual job itself. Mm. And, and, it's, and, and most people have tough jobs anyway. So when you also have to exert so much uh, effort into just keeping up a, a, a certain identity, uh, it's, it, it, it can be doubly exhausting. But has, has, that, has that been your experience as well? Have you, have you found that sometimes keeping up a certain identity is more exhausting than the actual job itself? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, especially, especially um, before, before the pandemic, I think like 2018, 2019, because in the sales and marketing role that I was holding, I'm always out talking to people. So like, I'll, I'll, I'll be in a corporate pitching, building relationship that I have to go back to my car and like breathe. <laughs> and yeah. then like at night, you go for networking events. So I remember, you know, we, we, networking events pre-pandemic, we'll always have a drink in our hand and we will go around talking to people. Yeah. And I always have to go to the washroom to just like take a breather. Then I come <laughs> out again. But I think those are, but, but I think one thing to be very clear about is that even though we, we are made up, even though we have certain like personality and characteristic right like for example both of us are introverts but it doesn't mean that we don't enjoy socializing right yeah. we still enjoy socializing but we just need more time to recharge so just a disclaimer in case anyone thinks <laughs> that we are fake we are not fake we are genuine people who just need to recharge differently and i think one very important thing is um when we know our personality like uh, how our personality is like i, I think it's a very good reminder to ourselves that to not take that as an excuse like oh I, I don't want to go to social events because I am an introvert I, th that is not acceptable for me 
Like to me, mm. I will feel that you still need to push yourself in certain ways. But if you really have done it, you think that this is really not for me, then okay, fine. But to just say, oh, I'm an introvert, don't call me. Uh, I, I don't think that is the right thing to do. Yeah. So uh, for me, yes, it, 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 it was very tired. And I think that's why we keep, uh, that's why I kept burning out. Like the burnouts are really bad. Yeah. Um, and when I burn out, uh, it actually comes up physically. Like, like I'll have like a chronic cough for like months. So earlier this year, I had a cough for like five months, like a bad cough for five months. And all my friends have to keep saying, it's not COVID, she's just coughing, right? So um, it, it's bad, it's unhealthy. Uh, but I think that is, it's also unhealthy because I never draw proper boundary. Like I was just working and working and, and there's all this energy going out, but I don't recharge, then I crash. Yeah. So it's like I work, I crash, I work, I crash. Then I recover, I crash again. I recover, I crash again. <laughs> so this year, again, with the whole working from home, um, it gave me a lot of time to be very aware yeah. that that um, I need to do something to sustain myself, to pace out so that I don't crash. So it's, it's no longer about, it's, it's not like being lazy and get off work, but it's really about sustaining it because my personality can't cope with this. Like, for example, currently I'm doing... So currently, I'm, I, my role shifted. I'm currently doing operations, finance, uh, HR, which requires a lot more different energy. Like finance, uh, because previously when I was in marketing, it's very creative and that kind of fuels me. Uh, I love doing marketing, all these like, experimentation stuff. So right now, it has shifted to a very dry role, right? Like operation, mm -hmm. finance. So in order for me to sustain and still find joy in doing that, I have to have different sources of joy. So uh, which is why right now, um, I, I find I, I have a rhythm to my week. Like for example, when I was sharing with you, I work, uh, I work, I work Monday to Friday. Uh, I still do a bit of work on Saturday morning till like, let's say three. And then I will do things that fills me. Like either I hang out with my family, I hang out with my close friends, not networking, yeah, just like very close friends. Um, then I just like chill, um, go to church in the morning. And then I, I, I will recharge for like 24 hours. And then I start preparing for the week again on Sunday night. So that rhythms really help me. Um, and in, in, even on Monday to Friday, um, on Monday, I, I am always out of my social juice because Monday is back-to-back, -back, you know, departmental meetings, check-ins, brainstorm. And then Tuesday, I have to check in with like some of my clients at my another company. So it's like Monday, Tuesday is very people-heavy. So usually Wednesday, Thursday, I will try to block out my time to work alone. And then Friday, I will do my team check-in. So it's just finding that rhythm, whatever that helps me sustain. Um, but so far, this rhythm is working very well for me in the past like three, four, three, four months that I don't feel as burnt out as I think I would be if I don't do that. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. Yes. I think I think the the pandemic and the work from home environment has been it's been quite welcomed by introverts, right? Uh, it, it I gives love them it. more space. But um, I mean, I since I moved to Malaysia, I mean, I've been in Malaysia almost twelve years. Um, mm. But I always find lunch very difficult because lunch yes. is not in the time when I would I would go and find a spot by myself and and have my alone time to recharge myself for the afternoon. Yeah. But in Malaysia, lunch is such an important cultural uh, mm. gathering. Uh, it, it's it's so important, and people feel really insulted if you if you sit by yourself and don't and, and don't mm. engage. I've kind of yeah. struggled with that a little bit. But um, it's interesting what you said about introverts not using the fact that they are introverted as an excuse um mm. because I, I 
I, I'm a recruiter, but I spend a lot of time giving talks and uh, just generally giving advice about job hunting. And there's there's some there's, there's kind of some traditional advice that that you hear and that, and that you sometimes give people about finding companies that have a similar values and, yeah. and ethics to to, 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 to yourself. Um, these are companies where you don't have to really change yourself. You can just fit mm. in and, it's, and, and you get that balance. And it's very yeah. traditional kind of career advice. And it's, and it's good advice as well. But on the other hand, you also get this other advice, which is to push yourself to the limit, go outside of your comfort mm. zone, try things which you know are going to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And sometimes, and, and that's good advice too, but sometimes these two different good advice, they, it kind of conflicts. One is, one is saying, go to companies where you know that you're fitting and, 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 uh, and, and they share certain values and behaviors and things like that. The other is saying, go, go outside of your comfort zone and push and push and make yourself uncomfortable and, 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 and you'll get a reward from it. And mm. I think the good advice, but but now you know, I put them together. It's it's hard to think which one which one is the best, and and how do you get balance from it? But what, what what do you think when when you're talking to people that are asking for advice, or or when you're thinking mm. about your own career? How do you find a balance between those two differences? Yeah, um, I think recently I've been sharing with a few people as well. I think right now. Um, Previously, traditionally, we a lot of people stick to one company and they just work like 20 years in the same place, right? Yeah. But we know right now that's not how things work. Like for, for people our generation and even the older generation, people right now switch every like three, five years, three to five years, right? I, I'm not sure what's the average average yeah, time, but, average, yeah. It, yeah, but it is right now very acceptable to switch jobs. Uh, yeah. every like two three years so usually when people come to me and they ask me questions like this right like i have i'm offered this role but i really don't think it's for me but it sounds exciting should i go should i not go i think my view is that with the nature of work right now um i i like to see things in seasons like I would ask them in these next two years, do you see it as a season for you to push and grow and just to be uncomfortable? If yes, go for it. In two years, you don't like it. You can always switch and you know that you have tried it. It's not for you. Yeah. Uh, if you if you don't even want to try, then it's also fine. It's, it's your choice. Then you just do what you are comfortable with. Um, and But the thing is, if right now, let's say right now we are in our 20s and you do what you are comfortable with, do you think at 40s, you will be like, I should have tried that. Like, it's just a, a choice that you have in your life. So I would say, let's say for, for myself, looking back at um at my own like career, which is only Pichar actually, like when Pichar started, I have never wanted to own a business. Like my, my background is in psychology. I wanted to be a psychologist. So this whole Pichar thing is already super out of my comfort zone. But at that time, I look at it as, you know what, I'm only, I was only 23, so why not? At that time, I thought, give it three years. Of course, three years became longer than that. But my mindset at that time was, give it three years. If in three years, I think that it is worth continuing, then go ahead. If it's not, you know, find another job. So went into it three years. Right now, it's been six years. And even right now at six years, I am still reflecting and thinking like, okay, Picha, what's next? What's next for Picha? What's next for me? Can I see myself doing this till I'm like 50? Or will I regret? Because it's just Picha my whole life, right? <laughs> so, so, 
So there's, there's a lot of things to think about. So right now, like for Pichar, of course, I, I must make sure that it's sustained and it continue. But that can be with or without me, for example. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, thinking about things like this, like how do we build a Pichar team so that I don't have to be in day-to-day, that I can explore my other dreams as well. Because I'm reaching my 30s. Will I regret if I just do Pichar for the rest of my life? <laughs> I, I think I will, right? Like I will. That's like my one and only job since I graduated. So right now, I'm also in the midst of thinking, okay, how do I build a team? What's next? What's my role? How do I set up different things so that I can also explore the other dreams that I have buried when I started Picha, which is a lot. I have a lot of things that I really want to do that I'm very excited about, but it's just being kept in this box because, because I live, breathe, eat 200% Picha, right? Yeah. So, so, so I really think that uh, when we talk about the do we, do we go to a company where we fit in perfectly or do we go to a place where um where we it challenges us it's really it's really seasons so let's say early 20s we we explore different things that challenging us uh, challenges us but maybe in your late 30s you'll be like you know what i just wanna work <laughs> then yes. you go to somewhere where you perform well and it, it works best for you um and in terms of just now as, as i was mentioning right like not get not taking your personality as an excuse just just to give a disclaimer so that it's not taken out of context um when i say that i think ultimately it's it's about your mindset like are you in a very fixed mindset that this is not for me i don't want or are you in a growth mindset where where okay i'm an introvert but you know what i want to give it a try or i'm an introvert i've tried it it doesn't work for me or i'm an introvert i think for my full-time job i still prefer not to but i will find other area of growth other other places so just just want to put it out there that it's not like it's bad if you say i'm an introvert i don't want to do it because for example if you are an extreme introvert like like yourself and and for yourself, you could still see yourself doing sales, but some people, they really can't. Like, they mm. really can't and they don't have that, that capacity to push to that extreme. Then it's, it's fine. So I have an intern who was an amazing designer, like so good, but he, he really can't talk. Like, you don't, don't talk to him about sales. He's just like in his zone, <laughs> but design, he does so well. So I think everyone it's, has their own It's strength. interesting though, because it's, it's, it's almost about the, the reward. You kind of think, what do I want out of life long, long, yeah. long term? Yes. And, yeah. and the, reason, the reason I wanted to go into sales and it, it change my personality mm. is because with, with the skills and ability that I had, unfortunately, I'm not very creative. Unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not very good at many things. <laughs> the only way I can make money is by changing my personality and, 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 and kind of growing that way. Mm. Um, but if, if, I, if I had had another skill, a creative skill, a graphic design skill, a coding, coding. skill that I, money, yeah, that I could make money from, then I probably wouldn't have done it. Right? I would have stayed uh, that 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 kind of introvert. Uh, so, so, so it's quite it's quite it's it's quite interesting. It's not necessarily about that internal push. It's about it's about understanding what you want and can you yeah. get what you want with what you already have, or do you need yeah. to get something else in order to get what you what what, what you yeah. want long long term? And that, and I, I guess that kind of mirrors what you were saying about seasonalizing it and and pushing yourself. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't. You, you're not actually going backwards you're just not going forwards right mm. yeah um, yeah i think at work that there will be a lot of transferable skills so even though mm. you come from a workplace where you didn't like your task there there are definitely things that you learn that you can bring it forward like for example if you are a designer who tried administration stuff then you will become a a, a a designer who also know administration stuff and it does add, add value to the next company mm. 
So to Definitely. me, that's that's no lose. As long as you keep trying, you keep accumulating your experience and skills that you are not on the losing end. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think yeah. we've we've been talking about uh, many of the the more positive parts of having these mm. identities, but there's yeah. also some negative areas, right? I think, uh, and it's normally when something catastrophic happens, uh, or maybe mm-hmm. catastrophic is a, a too strong a word. But uh, sometimes you do build an identity around your company, yeah. and then something happens, like you get fired, or the mm. company goes bust. Uh, or, or any, and, or, or, or even you just get a really bad performance review when you think you were doing yeah. really well. Um, mm. these, these things which suddenly, uh, completely and abruptly just uh, attack that identity that, that, that you've built. And, and I've, I've, I've been there in, in, in a company mm. which one day just decided to fire 150-odd people, um, having already built a culture of empowerment and family and things like that. And suddenly I just felt that whole culture and that whole part of my identity had been ripped, ripped oh, apart. Yeah. And, and I did feel quite uh, uh, lost for, for mm. quite a few days before it kind yeah. of, uh, uh, I, I kind of thought about it some more. But yeah. do, do you think that's a big danger? Do you think that's something that people should really think about um, and, and look inside themselves and, and, and kind of understand how much of my personality or identity I am basing on my, on my, company and should should i should should i be careful about this is this is this dangerous or should i uh, uh continue doing it i see <clears throat> i think to answer this question um to answer this question i think it's it's very hard to realize how much your identity is anchored mm-hmm. in your work until something like that happened like you went through it i yeah. went through it but i think <laughs> it's it's Today, this sharing, I hope this sharing make you realize that it is, it is, um, it is okay. It is normal. You are not alone. We went through that, um, and I hope that whoever's listening to this, if one day you find yourself in that position where you think that your life and your personality is falling apart because your work falls apart, um, know that you are not alone. <laughs> know that it is not a weird thing to happen, and and know that you can come out of it. I, ha- I have had so many friends who quit their job because of the stress, and they just like they are so lost. Like, who am I right now? That I'm. Who am I right now? Aside of an auditor, who am I right now? Out of an, a consultant, who am I right now? That I'm not like this researcher anymore. It's, re- it, it's very normal, <clears throat> because even when. Even when we introduce ourselves, that's what we do as well. Hi, I'm Suzanne. I'm from an FMB business, right? We don't go like, hi, I'm Suzanne. I'm like a daughter of, yeah. you know, like work is such a key part of our identity. But I think it also makes sense because work is where we spend the most of our time at. So what we do at work kind of tell who we are as a person in some way, like marketing or oh, you're more creative, uh, finance or oh, you're more structured, for example. I think it's just been a norm in our, in, in our life that... Mm. Um, I think it's good to be <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> yeah i think it's good to be aware and especially when you feel like your life is just fully work again look at the season if it's a conscious choice these five years i want to build my business go ahead like do that no no yeah. that is not wrong but if it's a season where family is your priority then make sure like you are more conscious but i think ultimately my my um my mindset is really to remember that to remember that we don't have forever to live our clock is ticking 
like whatever it is, we might we might go tomorrow, next week. We we will never know, right? Life is so uncertain. And I always remind myself that if I am to leave the world tomorrow, will I be okay? Like, will I regret anything? Will I say things like <coughs> Yeah, will I say things like, oh, I haven't sent, spent enough time with my parents, I haven't spent enough time with my friends, I haven't cared about my friends for a long time who really matter to me. So I think with that awareness, you, you just live more consciously. Um, so right now, I realize that in my past five years, I hope none of my friends is listening to this, but in my last past five years, I, have, I was such a terrible friend. Like really, like I don't initiate any meetup. Um, I don't I don't ask them how are they they always ask me how am I because I'm always like stressed and busy right and I, I didn't feel bad about it because I was so busy like I was so busy sorry I can't make it for drinks I can't make it for dinner I can't make it for mama I was I was so busy and it was and and this year when I had personal issues when my when my identity fell apart they were there and I'm like I am so terrible like I wasn't there for them but they are here for me <clears throat> Yeah, they were really there. Like, they would check on me. They called me. We went out. They listened to me. They, they were there, like, really there. If, if I need a call, they are there. So, so I think this whole incident really woke me out from a lot of things. Like, yes, work is, work is important. I have given my past six years to work. Right now, I am still committed and dedicated to my work, but I also make space for people who really matter to me now. Like, right now, I will ask them, do you want to meet out? Do you want to hang out? Like, how are you? So, it's... it's and they, they are my long friends. Like they yeah. have been close with me since like, I was 13. Um, but it's just, you know, taking friends for granted, knowing that they are always there. So right now, I, I am very conscious in that, that I will initiate meals with my family. I initiate meals with my friends. Um, I go out with them. And when I go out with them, I no longer bring a laptop because I'm always like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so terrible. I'm always with my laptop. Even if I eat with them, it's like an hour my laptop is up. Then I'm working. Then they're just talking and they're very understanding. They're like, oh, it's okay, Susan, you're busy. No worries, just do your stuff. <clears throat> I would hate myself as a friend. <clears throat> but but yeah, so I think that, that whole yeah. balance, yeah, it's very interesting. It is, it is interesting about friends because I think as we, as we go through different jobs, as we, as we um, go through different roles and as our roles yeah. change, we yeah. do create lots and lots of different identities. Uh, and sometimes you do crash and sometimes you do need your friends to support you. And what, what, what I've found, I don't know if it's the same with everyone, yeah. but having access to the friends that you grew up with when you were a child, when you weren't faking your personality, when you weren't creating these identities, it helps yeah. hanging out with your old school friends, helps you reset to your actual identity that you've forgotten, that you don't know how to access anymore because yeah. you've got so many layers of identities. Hanging out with your school friends, it helps you just reset. And I've yeah. I've I found I found that really valuable. I'm, I know not everyone is lucky enough to to have a that resource of hanging out with their their, yeah. their school friends, even if it's only chatting over online. Mm. Um, but it's it's very valuable for me. But uh, Suzanne, yeah. I think I that agree. brings us yeah. to the end of the end of yeah. the session. Um, thank you so much for joining no me today. It's been a really interesting conversation. Um, I hope everyone who's tuned in has enjoyed it. Um, uh, and uh, have a good day. And we'll speak again soon, hopefully. Thank you. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Take care. Bye. Thank you, John. Bye.